This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. This is the smell of a warm, three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a Hefty Ultra Strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Everybody online, looking good. I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. And now, Vision Talk. Get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. And I have two websites for you, ChristianTalkThatRocks.net or ChristianTalkThatRocks.com. Live on our email address is TalkToRichieL at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com, TalkToRichieL at gmail.com. Several ways to get this broadcast in podcast format and location. And by the way, the banner links and hyperlinks are available at both sites. Here's just a handful. Pandora, Spotify, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Amazon, just to name a few. Flagship station, WNBA The Gold Rush, which can be found at WNBARadio.com, Odyssey.com, and Radio.net. We'll be rebroadcasting today's show, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. That'll be Saturday tomorrow. Newest affiliate, Net News Network, at netnewsnetwork.net, where select episodes of this broadcast are available for download. They are a news site, actually. And hopefully later on this evening, much later on this evening, uh, we'll be able to get uh, this particular episode up there uh, at, uh, at netnewsnetwork.net. Also being streamed live by Thunderous Radio, which can be found... Uh, well, you can go to actually to the website, ChristianTalkThatRocks.net or .com, and you can click on the hyperlink for Thunderous Radio, which is actually found uh, for originating stream at, at Xeno.fm. But you can also simply search on Streamiter.com, uh, Radio.net, Streamiter.com, Radio.net, and MyTuner.com. MyTuner.com, just search Thunderous Radio there. Uh, and Thunderous Radio does stream the show live most days, Monday through Friday, that is, when we're on live, from 2.06 p.m. Eastern, Eastern, that's East Coast time, to 4 p.m., roughly, give or take, a little before 4 p.m. usually. Uh, one of the themes I have been on, I was on it yesterday. You can go back and listen to yesterday's show, uh, any of those podcast locales if you want. Uh, that we are in a season, and I and I have been warning and talking about this for a long time on the show, go back and listen to archives going way back, but we are in a season of a persecution for Christians in this country. And it is going to get worse. I said the other day, I don't believe it's going to get better. I think that was on Monday's show. I don't remember. Go back and listen to archives. It was going to get worse. Maybe it was last week. 
we have this awakening that's happening. There's also a counterfeit waking or wokeness that is also happening. And the two, I think, are diametrically opposed to each other by and large. The uh, outpouring that we've been seeing, of course, at a lot of different universities and different, uh, even some some fellowships and congregations at different points around the the country and even around the globe in recent weeks since roughly the beginning of February, I think is part and parcel to a process that we've been in for some time that I've called the Great Awakening uh, process, if you want to call it that. I think it really started a, a number of years back, but it's now coming to a, a head, if you will. It's not coming to a, a rolling boil, shall we say. And and I, I, that's and I think that's going to continue. That's not just a one-time shot phenomenon. I think we are seeing a trend line that will continue on well into the future. But, you know, when God does his thing, the devil's got to do his thing, right? If you read scripture, it's almost like a chess match. You know, the Lord makes a move, the devil makes a move. The Lord makes a move, the devil makes you know. So we're looking at, I think, the overall big chess match, if you will. Of course, we can read the back of the book. We know that in the end, God wins. You know, it's God won, Satan zero. But in the in the interim, we, we sort of are, are uh, in the midst of this whole thing, this, this combat, if you will, this war, which we know we're going to win in the end, but the Lord's going to win, and of course we're his, so that means we win by default. But in the interim, we're on the battlefield uh, taking salvos and pot shots at us. They're, they're, those are whizzing over our heads, you know, as we and around us and sometimes popping us as we march across the battlefield, so to speak, if I can use that as an analogy. So I'm going to share with you some things today, starting the uh, show off with... Um, in fact, one of these stories I actually talked about, oh well, gosh, probably a couple of weeks back. And I want to play a clip from Senator Josh Hawley sparring a bit with A.G. Merrick Garland about a memo that went out about Catholics, Latin Mass Catholics, that, boy, you better watch them because, you know, they're they're the next batch of terrorists. And things of that nature. Just, we're just going to dive into this. One of the stories that caught my eye this morning or late last night I guess it was this morning is from Arizona a lot of things bubbling and brewing in Arizona Arizona's been in the news a lot lately so there's an Arizona there was an Arizona school board meeting and one of the school board members and her name is Tamilia Valenzuela she's a board member and this is in Arizona and she says the district should reject hiring teachers with Christian values because it's not safe. It's being reported by Hannah Grossman, Fox News. Arizona school board member. Uh, in fact, she was wearing cat ears during this meeting, so you know, it shows how sure she is. Anyway, uh, said, she, and it wasn't Halloween, said she would oppose having a contract with a Christian university over the religious and biblical beliefs they espouse. The Washington Elementary School District, which serves students in the Phoenix and Glendale areas, had an ongoing contract with Arizona Christian University for five years, enabling their student teachers to be placed in its schools for field experience. In other words, this was just sort of like a, a knowledge job training, I guess, if you will, kind of, kind of a program. A lot of businesses will get interns from colleges and universities. I worked at radio stations where we did this. And they get credit you know they show up at the station get on the air do stuff you teach them how to do stuff and they get college credit you sign off on a big piece of paper and then they, you know they 
professor gives them an A or whatever. So this is pretty common. This kind of stuff is common for all sorts of industries, including teaching. It's it's not unusual. And, you know, they'll help teachers or just kind of watch and take notes or kind of sub a little bit or something along those lines is, is what oftentimes happens with these sort of student teachers, if you will. Okay. Uh, the contract opened up opportunities for recruitment and hiring. Now, on February 23rd, the board agreed on a motion to dissolve partnership with the Christian University. They did not immediately respond to a request for comment on whether they have a bias against Christian beliefs. Well, I think you'll get the answer to that here in just a few moments. During the meeting, school board member Tamilia Valenzuela blasted the university over its Christian beliefs. Said she was disheartened to learn about the contract that had been ongoing for five years while she was wearing cat ears. She's that serious, right? Let me let you hear the clip. This is a lengthy clip. It goes on for roughly five minutes. And this is the clip from her speaking in this school board meeting in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona uh, vicinity, metropolitan area, Washington School District, it's called. And there's several things that she says in there uh, that I want you to kind of key in on, which I think reveals her anti-Christian bigotry right down to the bone. Okay. Here we go. Now on item D, which is the approved uh, renewal agreement with the Arizona Christian University for student teachers. And I will turn it over to Ms. Venezuela. Thank you, President Whaley. Um, so I was really disheartened when I saw this renewal. Um, I have taken the time to take a look at this school, um, which is Arizona Christian University. Um, while I fullheartedly believe in religious freedom and people being able to practice whatever faith that they have, no, you don't. I had some very concerned concerns regarding looking She's at as long as they keep it behind closed doors. this particular institution. And I think it's a really good time for us to take a moment and really pause about where our values lie. And while She's I understand we are currently which is in a, a situation across the nation of that we have a teacher shortage agree with in me. recruiting and getting teachers that are willing to teach, because as we just heard, it is really difficult to teach in this climate. It is really difficult yeah, to teach in this like economy. Here. My concerns, though, mm -hmm. are our values. Mm -hmm. And if this institution is value aligned with Washington Elementary School District. And going directly from their website, okay, I'm going to start with our values first. Our vision in Washington Elementary School District is committed to achieving excellence for every child, every day, every opportunity every child when i go to arizona christian university's website and i'm taking this directly from their website above all else be committed to jesus christ oh, accomplishing horrific. his will and advancing <sighs> his kingdom horrific. on earth as in heaven don't say that so part of their values oh, God. is 
influence, engage, and transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of family, traditional sexual morality, and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. How horrific. I want to know how bringing people from an institution that is ingrained in their values that will very directly, one, impact three of your board members who are a part of the LGBTQ community. We have added our pronouns at the dais as a a solidarity to let our LGBT community know that we stand a little plate in making the, sure that the they feel protected. Their name and then it's like, you know, he, she, it, or whatever. Are we only performing performative solidarity, or are we going to dig deep and actually look at the partnerships that we're doing? Because if we're bringing people in whose mission, who have been told with their institution of education that very, very plainly on their website, and you don't have to look hard, you can go on their first site, like the first page, that above all else, it is to influence people to be biblically minded. How does that hold space for people of other faiths? Because the Bible's so horrible. How does that hold space for our members no, of the LGBT community. She doesn't like How Christians does that teachers. hold space for people who think differently and do not have the same beliefs? At some point, we need to get real with ourselves and take a look at who we're making legal contracts with and the message that that is sending to our community. Because that makes me feel like I could not be safe in this in this school don't feel safe with all these Christians running around. She acts like there's no Christians, and I suspect there probably are, probably quite a few. She acts like there's no Christians in her school. I, I suspect there's probably a number of teachers. It's probably a very small number, but I suspect there's a small percentage of teachers in her school that pretty much believe the same way as these people at this Christian college, for the most part. Does she want them, I mean, is the next step to kick those people out? Because we can't have those folks running around here teaching our kids. You know, all these Jesus idiots. And she doesn't feel safe. Because these people don't align with our values. As she wears cat ears. Yeah. Yeah. And consequently, they killed the contract with the... Uh, with the college over by the way christian big uh, over over religious bigotry they did they said we're, we're out of here you, you guys are out of here i don't know if that was a civil rights act violation or not to see. we got more it's christian talk that rocks continues stand by more talk continues next with richie l more christian talk that rocks next 
Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Now, a man who will be spending eternity in non-smoking, your host, Richie L. Now, this this anti-Christian bigotry runs pretty thick in pretty much the overall education system. I'm going to let you hear a clip, and it's lengthy too, in just a few moments, from uh, Project Veritas. This is um, from a a radical college professor who's admitting to politically targeting students, especially uh, religious ones. He says, shut down the religious and right conservative kids, as well as what he calls the MAGAs and the hardcore Trumpers. But he's kind of lumping everybody together, you know, Christians, everybody. You know, it's all the same thing in his world. His name is Jeremy Tosh. He's a professor at Brooklyn College in Pratt Institute. He said, I'm in control. I have the authority and the depth of knowledge and experience. They're kids, and they sometimes either don't know any better or they've been influenced by their parents, and they never heard an alternate voice from a position of knowledge. He's very uh, arrogant about his uh, how he's the smartest guy in you know, the room. He goes on to say, it's my job to be middle of the road, to not be one-sided or the other politically, but, you know, it's hard not to be like, look, man, these mother blankers uh, and Trump people, they are out for you. These people will blank and kill you. Yeah, because, you know, there's so many people with MAGA hats running around right now with machine guns that they bought illegally from you know Mexican cartels that are running r- rampant through the cities of our uh, of our nation and just gunning down any person of color that they see. Or anybody that's a Democrat, or anybody that doesn't like Trump, or even alternate Republicans that are DeSantis supporters, the MAGA hat-wearing people will take those uh, AR-15s and just blow them away every chance they can get. It's happening all over the country, don't you know? He knows. He's the smartest guy in, in, the, in, the, in the college there. And uh, those, those little old ladies and men wearing those MAGA hats, my gosh, they're dangerous. I mean, if they don't blow you away with their AR-15s, they're going to beat you to death with their canes and then bite you with their false teeth, for crying out loud. Let me let you hear the clip from uh, this uh, 
wise sage. And you will note, in, and it's a lengthy clip. I'm just going to let it fly. I'm not editing these things. I'm let you, I mean, there's the beeps, so you're not hearing the, the, the dirty words. But I'm going to let these people just speak for themselves. You know, whenever there's doubt, go, to, go straight to the source, right? <laughs> and again, this is a sting video from Project Veritas of this uh, wise sage of a professor who's, who's going to take your children, and if they have any kind of, oh, I don't know, constitutional beliefs or founding father beliefs or Christian beliefs or, you know, Judeo-Christian ethos of any sort, uh, he's going to stomp that out of them right there in the classroom. Do his duty. Do you ever just want to shut them down? He's a socialist. You do what? Shut them down. Who? The ones that are illogical. Which would be? Religious kids and potentially. He said religious kids. They don't speak. Potentially the right. And so that's why it's easy to shut them down. For me, it's easier because I'm in, I have, I'm in control. I have the authority. They oftentimes either don't know any better or they've been influenced by their parents. I could say in my classroom, as forcefully as possible, do not vote for this motherfucker because you're voting for environmental destruction. From my classroom point of view, if you're one of the you're such a smart teacher, you got a little vocabulary, doesn't you? Of course, Project Veritas has to play the dramatic music, you know. For me, it's easier because I'm in, I have, I'm in control. I have the authority. And the, the depth of knowledge and experience. And these are kids. And they oftentimes either don't know any better or they've been influenced by their parents. And they've never heard an ultimate voice from a position of knowledge, and not just someone's opinion. It's my job to be middle of the road, to not be one side or the other politically. But, you know, it's hard not to be like, what? Man, these people are out for you. These yeah. people are yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. So it's hard for me to be politically apolitical. Right, but you can influence. I tell them, I, I say, look, I say, guys, it's my job to be able to be here, and all voices are always welcome. It's scientifically based, rationally based, but I'm not good at being apolitical. <laughs> I tell them straight up, I'm not good at it. Because there is a lot of empirical evidence when you look at the political system in this case, the political right is going to Kill us. Kill us. Like climate, climate change. You know, the right. With the, the climate change? They don't believe in climate change. You know, so so, but that's 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 obvious. So I could say, look, the GOP, the Republicans, do not believe in climate change, and that's. I could say in my classroom, as forcefully as possible, do not vote for this matter because you're voting for environmental destruction. That's environmental destruction. Global destruction. That's what your vote is for. Well, I'm really. He has a lot of other. Like, I don't give a about women's other. 
from my classroom point of view. If you support Trump, if you're one of the hardcore Trumpers, you're probably if you're a MAGA, you know, you're probably a and that's about 25% of the United States. Do you ever just want to shut them down? I do. You do what? Shut them down. The ones that are illogical. Which would be? Religious kids and the potentially right They don't speak from that. They're religious kids? Uh, Christian kids? That's why it's easy to shut them down. It's a believer that you do Basically, you change your vote, right, to make them more. Do you? You try? And then you said that you influence them to be more socialist. What would you do? He said, yeah. Influence them to be more socialist. He said, yeah. You beat him to death with this? Yep, I would. I would. Well, there's a lot of right wing people who, who should go there too. Short Ted Cruz. Should go in where? In the hole too. Ted Cruz, get that. So he's talking about beating the pieces people to death. You know, if you're if you're a right wing Christian or a Christian Trump supporter or just a Trump supporter, or whatever, uh, he wants to. Uh, well, that's enough. He is probably half drunk, but uh, his his view is, well, I'm going to go beat him to death. He's going to be beaten to death. Even even a little short Trump Cruz, I'll beat him to death. I'll beat him up. Beat him to death. Oh, okay. You see. Bigotry of any kind, of any kind, I mean, even a scintilla bigotry in this country is right now basically outlawed. Any kind of bias. We're even being told by HR departments. No, actually, you, you may think you're not a bigot, but really you are. You have unconscious bias. Okay, you're biased. You're a bigot. And we have to have full diversity and inclusion. Because everyone must be accepted, except Christians. Now, those people are whack jobs. So we can be bigoted against Christians all day long. Because, you know, everybody knows they're just a bunch of idiots following a myth about some guy with a beard and long hair. And, you know, we all know that's a myth. Uh, you know, th- there was there was a, a conspiracy and, you know, the guy actually did die and... the. The, his disciples came and robbed his body. We all know it's a myth, right? So we can be bigoted against those folks. That's okay. And especially if they're a Trump supporter, we can be super bigoted against those people because they're basically Nazis. But anybody else, though, in any other faith, in any other religion, or, or anything else, we, 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 we have to be accepting and inclusive of those people. But not Christians. Christians... And, and and those who might be Trump supporters, either one or both, whichever, both is the worst, but either one, those people, now those people we can beat the tar out of. Those people, you know, that's okay. Those people we can discriminate against and should, and should for the betterment of the country, discriminate against all day long and run out of our businesses, run out of our institutions because they are a problem and keeping us from becoming the socialist utopia that we need to be. That's, in essence, retranslated what this 
wise professor with limited vocabulary, apparently, by the way he speaks, and probably uh, lathered up on some some booze. Uh, that that's that's his philosophy, and he's and here's the scary part. You might think, well, you know, it's just, he's not an anomaly. He's not an anomaly, and I can tell you, having lived in a college town for many years of Austin, Texas, with numerous colleges in that town, including the University of Texas, he speaks for a lot of folks. He speaks for a lot of people teaching in your universities and colleges. And you wonder why we've got some of the problems we have. And usually most of them are full-tilt socialist Marxists, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, our country was doomed from the start. It's the worst country ever made. And, you know, the whole nine yards. Back with more. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the five loves of a Jesus freak. Write them down. Hide them in your heart. Here they are. Love God. Love his word. Love your enemies. Love your neighbor. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. (sniffs) And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a Hefty Ultra Strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Love truth. Sound easy? Not likely. If all that does come too easy for you, you're probably not working hard enough. On the other hand, these five loves should become second nature to any authentic Jesus freak. If you let God's grace soften your heart. One more time. Love God. Love his word. Love your enemies. Love your neighbor. Love truth. Amen. Jesus Freaks Radio is brought to you by DC Talk, the voice of the martyrs, and this station. Welcome to The Truth Today. What is truth? What does your church teach? What are you willing to learn and turn around? Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great shout, a great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds of the earth, from one end of heaven to the other. Such terrible days are coming, and good news right after it. Are you going to be the elect, the chosen? It's up to you. Follow God's commandments, read the Bible, and learn his truth. This has been Truth Today. (laughs) 
Now, unless you think this is just a kind of uh, anti-Christian bigotry is just ensconced in our educational institutions, think again. And you see, this is the danger that I've been talking about for a number of years on this show, is that this stuff is becoming baked into the cake. It's become institutionalized. And, and, and again, not just, not just our, um, our institutions of, of higher learning and lower learning, for that matter, but it's pretty much ensconced within our government. And it's festering. And it, but it's oozing outward. We're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing the boil, if you will, if I can use that analogy. I know it's kind of cro- gross, but we're seeing the, the the gook oozing from that boil. Now the boil's been covered up. Oh no, no, that that's not true. There's no bigotry towards it. But now we see the stuff kind of oozing out. Biden AG Merrick Garland admits that the FBI memo targeting Latin mass Catholics was appalling, but then it begs the question: Well, how did this even happen? Uh, this being re- reported by uh, Christian Forums and LifeSite News. And I'm going to let you hear an exchange between uh, Josh Hawley and A.G. Merrick Garland on this. Biden appointed Attorney General acknowledged the FBI memo directing surveillance of traditional Catholics, Latin Mass Catholics specifically, was appalling, but said he didn't know if or how many FBI informants are embedded in U- U.S. Catholic churches. And he got into it with U.S. Senator uh, Josh Hawley of Missouri, or Missouri. And uh, this was uh, this was Wednesday, a couple days ago. And that the leaked F- uh, Josh Hawley brought up about the leaked FBI memo directing surveillance of certain traditional Catholics deemed to share common ideological ground uh, with with allegedly white supremacist extremists. In other words, they were connecting the two in this particular FBI memo. But you better watch these these. Um, Catholics here, these these Latin Catholics, which, by the way, many of them are Hispanic, <laughs> but nevertheless, they're somehow white supremacists. Okay, <laughs> they they may have a skin tone of uh, you know medium brown, but they're white supremacists. Okay, that'll come that'll that'll come as news of the KKK. Uh, if those kind of people are out there, anyway. Um, so Josh Holly of Missouri, Missouri, got into it a bit with with Merrick Garland and they were deemed to have uh, this FBI memo in essence said that these traditional Catholics were deemed to have common ideological ground with white supremacist extremists. And Merrick Garland said that, you know, he, he was appalled by that. I'll give him a little credit there and that that was inappropriate, but he couldn't say whether or not there are currently any FBI informants operating within these Catholic churches to try and sort of ferret out these uh, white supremacists, regardless of their shade of skin color. So let me let you hear. <clears throat> I know the the lunacy just it, it, this stuff will make your head hurt a little bit if you if you if you dwell on it too much. So as soon as we're done with this, we'll move on to some other things, which also may make your head hurt. But that's okay. You need to be informed. But you know when you try to make this stuff make sense and go, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. You see, the problem with insanity is there's no trying to make it make sense with lunacy. It just it just doesn't fit. You can't make it make sense. You know, so you're like, okay, make this make sense to my brain, and it won't. So it's you can't you know just you just sort of have to uh, let it be, I guess, in, in terms of trying to make it make sense because you can't because there's no making sense of it. It's insanity. You cannot make any kind of sense of insanity. But let me let you hear this exchange 
between uh, Senator Hawley and AG Merrick Garland, who I think is probably one of the worst AGs, if not maybe the worst we've ever had. And the guy's the guy is uh, he's a company man too, along with with uh, Chris Ray and whatever the, the political pressure or winds that are, that are leaning on them are, they'll go ahead and do the bidding of whoever that is. I don't know. Maybe they've got something on these people. I don't know. I notice a pattern, though. The FBI field office in Richmond on the 23rd of January of this year issued a memorandum in which they advocated for, and I quote, the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development against traditionalist Catholics, it's their, their language, including those who favor the Latin mass. Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin Mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? No, the Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion. I saw the document you have. What did you do about appalling. it? It's appalling. I'm in complete agreement with you. I understand that the FBI has withdrawn it, and it's now looking into how this could ever have happened. How did it happen? That's what they're looking into. But I'm totally in agreement with you. That document is appalling. I'll tell you how it happened. The... This memorandum, which is supposed to be intelligent, cites extensively the Southern Poverty Law Center. There you go, bingo. Which goes on to identify all of these different Catholics as being part of hate groups. Is is this how the FBI, under your direction and leadership, is is this how they do their intelligence work? They look look at left-wing advocacy groups to target Catholics? Is this what's going on? I mean, clearly it is. How is this happening? The FBI is not targeting Catholics, and and as I've said, this is... uh, an inappropriate memorandum, and it doesn't reflect yeah, no the methods that the FBI is supposed to be using, should not be relying on any single organization well, about are. doing its own work. Let me just ask you, as my time expires here, a very direct question. How, how many informants do you have in Catholic churches across America? I don't know, and I don't believe we have any informants aimed at Catholic churches. We have a rule against uh, investigations based on First Amendment um, activity, and uh, uh, Catholic churches are obviously... Uh, First Amendment activity, well, but I don't know a specific answer to your you, question. You don't know the specifics of anything, it seems, but apparently on your watch, this Justice Department is targeting Catholics, targeting people of faith, specifically for their faith views. And Mr. Attorney General, I'll just say to you, it's a disgrace. Well, and see, there, and this isn't the first time, by the way, that the FBI has used the opinions of the Southern Poverty Law Center, like there's some sort of you know, they're, they're, they're the uh, de facto source of any and all terrorist groups and hate groups and racist groups and this group and that group. If you go through the Southern Poverty Law Center's um, database of folks and groups that they think are absolutely down, I might even be on there myself. In fact, I'm, I'd be a little disappointed if I'm not. But the Southern Poverty Law Center, has, uh, they've got some friends of mine on there, people I know. Um, they... <laughs> Pretty much, if you if you speak out against socialist Marxism, the Southern Poverty Law Center has you on their hit list, right? You, you're you're down, you're in there somewhere, and they have a lot of Christians, a lot of you'd be actually shocked at who all is on the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, uh, naughty list, shall we say, of people who are extremists, racist, extremely biased, dangerous, zealots, um, anti-government types, yada yada bit about it, <clears throat> you know more than just what you would think. It's not just like the American Nazi Party or something like that, or some radical Islamic, you know, we want to blow you up group. It's uh, 
it's really it's really kind of funny when you go through the list and see some of the organizations that are on there. A lot of them are Christian. A lot of them are Christian, which tells me that in the Southern Poverty Law Center, there is an anti-Christian bigotry that's at work. And they get busted every now and then. And they've had some court cases against them where they've had to, like, you know, for defamation, where they've had to, like, pull some people off the, the their naughty list. And if you've ever seen a, a, a picture of the guy that, that, that heads the Southern Poverty Law Center, Remember the Geico caveman commercials? Yeah, it, that's pretty much the the dude that runs. It. I mean, he seriously he looks like he was like they pulled him like they like they pulled him out of a time capsule from the Stone Age, and he was still alive. Or like he was cryogenically frozen at, at the North Pole next to a woolly mammoth. They dug him up and said, "Hey, you want to run the Southern Property Law Center?" He's like, "Okay," you know, and and now he's in charge. I mean, the guy looks uh, seriously. Take a look at him. <laughs> you shouldn't make fun of people. Well, look, Abraham Lincoln said that everybody over 40 was responsible for their own face. This guy looks well over 40. Uh, he might be a million years old. I don't know. <laughs> but he, he was, he was like I said, I think he was cryogenically frozen in the last ice age. Anyway, it, the, these people at the SPLC are um, they're, they're appalling. I just don't know how else to put it. I really don't. I don't. But... The FBI should know better than going to a crackpot organization like the Southern Poverty Law Center, which may have at one time been a great organization, not anymore. I mean, they're off they're off the rails. They're nuts. Uh, I don't know if you know they've been all sitting around smoking some good good stuff. I, I don't know what's going on, but they, they are just off off the rails. So shame on the FBI for lots of things these days, but shame on them for going to the SPLC to. Uh, Oh, these Catholics are extremists and they're racist. They're white supremacists. Look, I've got people on my mother's side of the family, distant cousins and things, second, third cousins, what have you, that are very dark skinned. <laughs> and they go to high Catholic mass on Sunday. Um, they're not white supremacists. All right? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody from the SPLC has maybe gone to a high mass Catholic service, say in Texas somewhere or Arizona where there's a large Hispanic population. Yeah. They're not going in there with, with white hoods on or rebel flags, you know, and, and, uh, everything else. It's, uh, I know these, uh, these are my family members. I, I know it's they're not doing that. So yeah. again, you just kind of got to wonder, you know, it's, it's like I've been saying the last few days, stop the insanity, just stop the insanity. Just getting out of hand. I mean, just... I don't know. Have you noticed that since cannabis has become more pervasively available in this country and less illegal, that things have gotten weirder? I don't know. I'm just noticing. Just making an observation about it. Phone screen cracked? Oh, no. No problemo. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless, certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, 
wireless, Net 10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bow Nose Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bow Nose Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue, across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638-6380. That's 638-6380. Bow Nose Wireless. Nose Wireless. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw first... This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. So Kelsey Grammer, who plays uh, a very iconic Christian leader of the last uh, century, latter part of the last century anyway, Chuck Smith, who of course is featured in the Jesus Revolution movie, and I... And Kelsey Grammer got the voice down. I got to tell you, the other day I was, I wasn't sure if I was listening to an actual clip of Chuck Smith or Kelsey Grammer because it was uh, a show where uh, one of the guys that um, helped make the film was being interviewed, one of the filmmakers, primary film or primary director, I guess, producer, whatever, and he uh, was in. You know, the guy was interviewing him on his podcast or whatever. And they were playing clips of the movie and so forth, and they were talking about Chuck Smith and this and that. And then I, and I was doing something else at the same time, trying to multitask, which I don't always do so well. And I thought, is that Chuck Smith? Because I've listened to Chuck Smith for years. Of course, he's been dead since 1993. Uh, sad for us, good for him. He's in, enjoying himself with the Lord. But I thought, whoa, is, wait a minute. Is that Kelsey Grammer or Chuck Smith? Because he had the lilt, the tone, everything down. And I thought, wait a minute. So I, you know, Stop what I was doing. Had a couple uh, windows open on the on the computer. Pulled him down to go back to the interview and it backed it up and said, "Wait a minute, was that Kelsey or was that Chuck Smith?" I was hearing it was Kelsey. So, kudos to to Kelsey for at least uh, getting that part of it down. Now, he's, now some people have been critics and saying, "Well, you didn't really get all dude Chuck Smith at justice." And, okay, well, I don't know. I never personally knew Chuck Smith. I just knew knew him from listening to his sermons and occasional interviews of him seemed like kind of a laid-back nice dude and i've heard some criticisms that 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 the the way they portrayed his wife 
um, that she was much more stronger in urging him to let the hippies in the church, you know, than, than she was shown. Although the clips I've seen, she seemed pretty, she seemed like she was nudging him pretty good. But some people say, no, she was even more forceful than that. She was really kind of giving Chuck a hard time uh, and saying, you need to let these kids in here. So uh, Kelsey Grammer, of course, being one of the key actors in the movie, playing a very key leading part in the movie, and playing, of course, Chuck Smith. And some people said, well, yeah, he didn't quite get him down, but, you know, okay, whatever. It's a movie. It's Hollywood. But he's, he is apparently um, a lot, I guess, stronger Christian than I had even realized. I, mean, I knew he kind of tilted that direction, and I've heard him on some talk shows over the years. But he apparently is, um, or I guess and maybe in recent years, has really moved more towards being a very a staunch Christian, it seems like. I mean, you never know. But it seems like. And he did have, um, before Chuck Smith died, one of his Hollywood friends did say, you need to meet this guy. And he did eventually um, get, get to know or was acquainted with Chuck Smith. So he had some firsthand, I guess, experience to work with for the part. Anyway, this being reported by uh, David uh, in Breitbart.com. Kelsey Grammer says, Jesus made a difference in his life. That's not anything I'll apologize for. In an industry where Christianity isn't fashionable, <laughs> what industry is it fashionable? Other than maybe, other than maybe uh, you know, Christian music, but even then. Hollywood star Kelsey Grammer is refusing to apologize for his faith. The actor spoke about his new movie, Jesus Revolution, as well as his own ups and downs with Christianity in a USA Today interview. He said, quote, I've had hiccups. I've had some tragic times. I have wrestled with those and worked my way through them, sometimes rejecting faith, sometimes rejecting God, even in a period of being petty, angry about it. Like, where were you? That kind of thing, he said. But I have come to terms with it, and I have found great peace in my faith and in Jesus. It's not cavalier. Jesus made a difference in my life. That's not anything I'll apologize for. Now, Jesus' revolution, of course, tells the true story of Chuck Smith, a traditional pastor who grudgingly welcomes hippies into his congregation at the height of the countercultural Jesus movement during the late 60s and early 70s. Smith's path eventually intersects with young future pastor Greg Laurie, played by Joel Courtney. As Breitbart News reported, the Lionsgate release easily beat Hollywood's expectations for its opening weekend, exceeding box office estimates by more than twofold. The movie had the good fortune of opening on the heels of one of the largest Christian revivals in recent years. You think that was an accident? I don't think so. The Asbury Revival, which saw an estimated 50,000 Gen Zers, amongst others, participate in song and prayer over a multi-week period at Asbury University in Kentucky. And, of course, that's spreading elsewhere. Kelsey Grammer's public affirmation of his Christian faith uh, follows Hollywood star Mark Wahlberg's own testimony about his Catholicism. Faith is everything. It's afforded me so many things, uh, Wahlberg said in a recent appearance on NBC's Today. God uh, didn't come to save the saints. He came to save the sinners. We've all uh, had things and issues in our lives. We want to be better versions of ourselves. And through focusing my faith, it's allowed me to do that. Anyway, um, I don't know what denomination or what uh, brand of Christendom, if you will, that uh, Kelsey Grammer adheres to. If he's been hanging, if he hung out with Chuck Smith any amount of time, Chuck Smith was was a pretty pretty good apologist. I mean, Chuck Smith didn't mess around much. 
he kept it simple, kept it kept it uh, straight on point. He was really more of a teacher. I'm talking about Chuck Smith. Really more of a teacher than a preacher. He even said so himself. He would just teach. He said, look, I'm not much of a preacher. I'm just, just going to teach. And that's actually quite biblical. So he was a, a no-nonsense a teacher of the gospel. Um, I would say was pretty much a, an, almost whether he realized or not, I think it was an apologist in some ways. And again, held to the essentials of the historic Orthodox lowercase O Christian faith. So if Kelsey was influenced by Chuck at all or Calvary Chapel in that regard, then I, I, I think it's probably fairly safe to say Kelsey Grammer is a no-nonsense Christian and holds to uh, an Orthodox lowercase O view. It would appear. I don't know. I don't know his heart. I haven't sat him down and picked apart his theology. Um, my view has, has been that of St. Augustine's, which is in the essentials of the faith, we must have unity and the non-essentials liberty and in all things, charity or love. We can disagree on the non-essentials of the faith. You know, we can, you know, pound the table and debate and walk away and embrace each other as brothers on those non-essentials. There are essentials of the faith that we do have to agree upon. Who is the, who is the person of Jesus Christ? What does scripture say about him? What does Scripture say about God? You have to come to God as he has been revealed in Scripture. You have to come to faith in Christ as Scripture reveals and outlines how you come to Christ. If you don't, then you come to uh, potentially a false Christ and a false God, and that's dangerous. So there are essentials of our faith that we do have to agree upon. We have these creeds and so forth. And as long as we agree on those, we can, you know, debate some of the other stuff and you know pre-trib mid-trib post-trib who cares trib rapture all that kind of there is gonna be a rapture i think most everyone agrees on that uh the debate is well when of course jesus said nobody's gonna know but me anyway so, so, you know. but anyhow we we can debate these things and debate certain minor points of doctrine and, and little things here and there and that's fine but on the essentials of our faith there are just certain things you have to agree upon if you're going to name the name of christ and when you start rejecting those essentials of the faith, you know, one God and three persons, some people choose to call that the unity as opposed to the Trinity, but, and uh, it'll, it'll ping pong in your brain back and forth. You go nuts. It, um, the Trinity is something that you have to apprehend. I think by faith, I don't think anybody on this side of eternity can fully comprehend it. The one God and three persons thing, but you do apprehend it by faith. Uh, and you do have to accept it. It's, it's, I mean, that that's just how it is. Father, son, and Holy Spirit. It's, you know, one God, three, three persons. Um, that now three persons doesn't mean three guys standing around holding hands. Uh, that means one who is self-aware yet aware of the others in harmony and agreement with the others, loves the others. Now you could argue there's maybe a bit of a pecking order because Jesus said he was sent by the father and Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So you might argue there's a bit of a pecking order there in the Godhead, but nevertheless, um, you know, it says in the opening shots of Genesis, let us create, let us plural create man in our plural image. I don't think the Lord was having an identity crisis about his personnel, about his pronouns. Okay, so uh, I uh, there's just some again essentials of the faith that you got to latch on to, and and some people choose to blow those off for various reasons, or take a scripture and run sideways with it and start a whole new denomination that goes off in, into uh, outer space on something. But if we agree on the essentials and the non-essentials, who cares? 
So I don't know exactly where Kelsey's at, but I like what I'm hearing by and large. I know he's had some struggles with some things in his life. I think alcoholism and, and, and so forth. Which one of us has in here before the grace of God go, go I, go any of us, right? Um, I think there's a whole lot of us as Christians that have had to, some checkered pasts, backslidden moments. I certainly have plenty of them in my past. And um, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm ashamed of it, but I'm not ashamed to admit it. That makes sense. And I think that's Kelsey. I think basically that's Kelly. A lot of Christians, you know, that have fumbled and flubbed up. I mean, look at look at Peter. He denied Jesus three times. And then was still kind of messing up because he, he and the Apostle Paul had to get into it. He jumped on Peter and wrote about it in Scripture because when, you know, when he was hanging out with the Gentile Christians, you know, he was eating, he was eating ham. When the Jewish Christian palace showed up, you know, there he was with hand breath and going, oh, yeah, no, don't eat hand. You know, and he separated himself from the from the Gentile Christians. The Apostle Paul called him out in his on his uh, hypocrisy. He said, look, you and I know that this all these laws and things and all this stuff that we were under, this picky uni stuff that we were under. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. You know, all the the, the religious ordinances that we had to undergo as Jews, you know, that we couldn't even do it. You're going to lay this on the be a hypocrite and turn around and lay this on the Gentiles when we're supposed to be out preaching grace. So he jumped on him and, and Peter repented. So Peter was still kind of having some problems with public pressure. Okay. That's kind of the, the, the thing. And many years later, okay, this was, you know, who knows, 12, 15, 20, 25, five years later. So we all have our moments and we all blow it and flub and everything else. Uh, but you know, thank, thank, thank the Lord for the grace of God here. Here we all go. So I think that's wonderful, and I hope I hope that what Kelsey's saying isn't just lip service to promote the movie, that it's genuine, seems like it is, from what I've seen. I mean, only God can judge his heart, but I like what's coming out of his mouth. So, so far, I've got a good feeling about the movie. I have not seen the movie. You know, you know may have a different feeling if I ever get a chance to look at it. But so far, I, it sounds, I'm hearing good things. So I want to, so far, take a positive uh, a view of the thing. More Christian talk that rocks straight ahead as we move into the second hour of the broadcast. Don't go away. Welcome to the Family Comedy Minute, featuring comedy that is safe for the entire family. Now here's a laugh from Tim Hawkins. I love the GPS. When you make a wrong turn, do something bad, it's like, recomputing. Not, you moron. No. I want life GPS. That's what I want. You know, just tell me what to do in my life. Your fly is down. But what we need is marriage GPS, guys. Marriage GPS. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just tell us what to do. Guys don't know. Say something about her hair. Hey, what's up with your hair? Recomputing. I'm Tim DeTellis, president of New Missions. Find out how you can help a child's dream come true. Visit FamilyComedyRadio.com. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. 
and suits starting at $39.99. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacy Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's Suit SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a value that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember to hire smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. No one is too old to put their trust in Jesus Christ. When I was growing up, I was praying for my grandparents for so many years. And then finally, when my grandpa was in his late 70s, he decided to follow Jesus. Now his health was declining and he started to have strokes. And just before he died, I was able to share the gospel of Jesus with my grandma. And at two in the morning, she made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time. She shouted down the hallway, Jesse, you can sleep well tonight. I believe what you believe. And I ran to the hospital the next day and told my grandpa and his tears came down from his eyes. He just knew not only would he be in heaven, but my grandma would too. Keep praying for people. Keep sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You never know at what age they're going to decide to put their trust in him. For more information, go to activatelife.org. Phone screen cracked? Oh no! No problem. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless, certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, Net 10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bo Knows Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bo Knows Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638-6380. That's 638-6380. 
Bow Nose Wireless. Nose Wireless. Nose Wireless. Nose Wireless. Everybody online looking good. I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. And now, Richard Tom. Get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. And you're in the second hour of Christian Talk That Rocks. A couple of websites for you, christiantalkthatrocks.net or christiantalkthatrocks.com. Live on your email address, talk to richiel at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com. Talk to richiel at gmail.com. Uh, let's see, several ways to get this broadcast in podcast format and location. And by the way, banner links and hyperlinks available at both websites that I just mentioned. Here's a handful, Anchor FM, Player FM, Launchpad 1. Uh, Deezer, Stitcher, uh, let's see, Radio.net, just to name a few, just to name a few. Flagship station WMVA, The Gold Rush, which can be found at WMVARadio.com, Odyssey.com, and Radio.net. Rebroadcast Friday show Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Also newest affiliate, Net News Network, which can be found at NetNewsNetwork.net. Uh, hosts various episodes of this show. Hopefully today's will get up there later this evening on that website. By the way, NetNewsNetwork.net is a news, real news journalism type website. But they do have a few talk shows on there, and I think growing. And mine is one of the few. And they're, they're, they're taking more, it looks like, perhaps. But um, they've been uh, gracious to let us on there, and so far, so good. And the, the response seems to be pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty overwhelming. So I'm pretty excited about that. Also being streamed live by Thunderous Radio at thunderousradio.com. I'm sorry, not thundersradio.com, but just thundersradio at, at uh, zeno.fm, I should say, zeno.fm. And you can also search Thunderous Radio at streamiter.com, streamiter.com, mytuner.com, mytuner.com, and uh, radio.net, radio.net. Just just search Thunderous Radio. Or, you, again, you can go to the website, christiantalkthatrocks.net or .com. Those websites, either one, and click on the hyperlink for Thunderous Radio. It'll take you straight uh, to the direct stream, which is at xeno.fm. Uh, we're streamed there from 2.06 p.m. Eastern, that's East Coast time, U.S., to roughly a little before 4-ish, uh, depending on you know when and how you're listening, a little before 4-ish. Eastern Time Again, U.S. Of course, back it up, Central Mountain Pacific. Twitter files, government funding created cottage industry of disinformation labs of sorts. Being reported by Robert Krejcik, Breitbart.com. Journalist and author Matt Taby noted the U.S. government's role in creating a new cottage industry of sorts of disinformation labs. Disinformation labs. Ostensibly combating fraudulent online propaganda in the interest of national security. His latest Twitter files report, which he published uh, actually yesterday, Thursday. The Twitter files number 17 thread. I, I, I've lost track. I don't know what we're up to now. I, I guess is it 17 or I thought we passed 17. I thought we we're up to 19 or 20 now. Who knows? The Twitter files number 17 thread focuses on the Global Engagement Center. Did you know there was one? It's a GEC. Now, it's a subsidiary of the State Department. You know, about every other show, I find out there's a new government agency or subsidiary of a government agency or some arm of the government I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know there was such a thing. These things are just sprouting up like like mushrooms on a damp log in the forest. Uh, just every other, and you want to know where our budget is so so high. We're going to get into that in a bit. We're going to get into it a little later on in the show. Hang tight, because we're going to be talking pretty, um, 
pretty pretty strongly and uh about our uh ballooning federal debt it's it's not sustainable but anyway and that's part of the reason why it's stupid little agencies like this anyhow this global engagement center is a subsidiary of the state department and its claimed objective to quote recognize understand expose and counter foreign state and non-state, that means here at, at home, propaganda and disinformation efforts aimed at undermining or influencing the policies, security, or stability of the United States. In other words, if you're one of those pesky Christians or one of those constitutionalists and you don't like the fact that the government's kind of clamping down on Christians and kind of clamping down on the Constitution and ignoring the Constitution, and you speak out against that, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we've got a department that's going to be watching you, pal. We're going to be knocking you down off social media because you're not following the the state edicts. You're not allowing big government to go up your nose and other orifices of your body. And we don't like that. We don't like that because we are big government. We don't care about your constitution. We don't care about your God. And you better start worshiping us, actually. We're the ones carrying you from cradle, cradle to grave and cutting your checks. Your, your benefits checks, your Social Security checks, your other checks, the government contracts your company works for has, you're ours, pal. See, that's the attitude. That's the growing attitude. There are many who say we're in a post-constitutional uh, time in our, in our country. I think there's a little, little grain of truth in that. I really do. Anyway, this is Twitter a tranche number 17. Now, uh... The Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, or also known as the DFRL, which is funded by the federal government via the GEC, regularly sent blacklists of online profiles to Twitter executives and staffers requesting censorship according to the Twitter files. Now, let's connect the dots. So, we have the State Department setting up something known as the GEC. Okay, that's a subsidiary outfit with inside uh the the state department it's called the global engagement center then a global engagement center turns around okay and they contract out if you will the atlantic council's digital forensic research lab also known as dfrl and they're funded by the federal government via this gec they're, they're sort of contracted or whatever you know they give them some money and whatever to regularly send blacklists of online profiles to Twitter executives and staffers requesting censorship. Now, this is according to the Twitter files. So you have the State Department via the GEC, via a private firm or a nonprofit firm, whichever, who then sends, I don't know, emails, letters, death threats, I don't know, to Twitter to say, you need to censor, you know, this one and this one and that one and this one and pull this one down and do this over here. Okay, so now we have what's called now Censorship by proxy. It's kind of like money laundering. It's kind of like, okay, you know, you, you got some mobster, organized crime deal somewhere, and um, they say, okay, we're going to give, we're going to launder some money here. We're going we're gonna to open up a pizza joint, and then we're going to bring in investors to the pizza joint, and then we're going to sell pizza, and we're going to shovel it and all this other money back into our thing. Okay, you know, that's money laundering. All right? It's t- technically, it's illegal. So this is sort of like censorship laundering, if that makes sense. 
it's still a violation of the First Amendment, whether you do it directly or kind of around the back door and slithering this way and getting this one to do it for you because this one's going to get them to do it for you, and then the other one's going to do it. You know, in the daisy chain, it's still it's still censorship by proxy. It is still a violation of the First Amendment, gang, okay? Whether it's direct on or through the back door, it's all a violation of your First Amendment. Uh, now, uh, Taibbi, and, oh, and by the way, they, this, these things were sent to the, to the executives and staffers at, at uh, Twitter. So Taibbi emphasized how news media were more com- compliant than Twitter in accepting the government's disinformation and, their, and took their claims at face value. He also described news media personalities as an easier mark than Twitter staffers for false and substantiated claims. I mean, they, they were easy enough, but the, the, apparently the dolts in the mainstream media were just really swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. Uh, the, that they were easier than the Twitter staffers to swallow all this false and unsubstantiated claims made by the GEC and the FRL regarding online disinformation. Taby highlighted the vapidity of the newly manufactured anti-disinformation organization and the subservient compliance of news media to such organizations' claims, rather than being skeptics. You see, there was a time when journalists tended to be really skeptical of anything coming out of a politician's mouth. They were, really much, they were pretty much at odds with each other. Now they're in bed together. Well, as long as there's a D behind their name. Now, if there's an R behind that person's name, maybe not as much. But as long as there's a D, because 80% or more of the news media are Democrats registered, then that's their buddies, and that's great. We can trust them because they're our buddies. Uh, he He goes on to say that most of these experts know nothing, he wrote. And many have skill, if you can call mesmerizing dumb reporters a skill. And this is this is coming from a reporter. But in the area of identifying true bad actors, few know more than the average person on the street. I would say some of them don't even know that much. Yeah, the scary angle on GEC is not so much the agency as the sprawling infrastructure disinformation labs that have grown around it. American taxpayers are funding digital blacklists used to manipulate them, Davey concluded. The government-funded GEC littered the media landscape with flawed or flat-out wrong news stories, exacerbating matters. Americans, in both cases, paid taxes to become the subject of these manipulative operations. It's called propaganda. Much just like you have in, in communist China, under Putin's Russia, and even the former Soviet Union, or in Venezuela, or in Cuba, or, you know, in Iran, you name it, all the North Korea, the various dictatorships around the globe. Uh, let me continue on with uh, a similar article here, because I want you to get a couple of sort of different angles at this thing. So um, being reported by, um, um, let me get to the next article here. Uh, this being reported by Sandy Fitzgerald Newsmax. Twitter file, State Department office-funded disinformation think tank. The latest Twitter files reporting journalist Matt Tibby reveals that an office under the State Department allegedly was behind a think tank group that falsely tagged ordinary U.S. citizens as foreign political operatives uh, through a list of 40,000 accounts provided to Twitter in June 2021. 40,000. Now, according to documentation shared through Taibbi's report, the list was provided through the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab of people that said were allegedly involved in inauthentic behavior to promote, uh, for example, like the uh, Bharatiya Janata Party or the BJP in in India, and to promote Hindu nationalism, reports Daily Caller, quoting Taibbi. Now, the D, amongst other things, now, DFRL reportedly got money from the Global Engagement Center, and which, of course, is an office inside the State Department. 
the DFRL is, is denying the use of GEC money to track Americans, Taby reported, but he said he contacted several Americans listed on the accounts, and they said that they were neither involved in Indian politics nor had any knowledge of Hindu nationalism or even what Hinduism was. <laughs> it's like, what? I have no idea what that junk is. Uh, the GEC also allegedly provided other lists of accounts of people they believed were acting to benefit countries such as China and Iran, including the names of three CNN employees. How about that? And some Western government accounts reported Davy. However, many of the people on those hit lists also had no connection to the allegations that were being named. In other words, it was just an excuse or ruse to poke around on them and get them blown off of Twitter. That's all it was. Now, Twitter safety chief Yul Roth, who I don't know. I don't know about him. P.T. Barnum said there was a sucker born every day. I don't know. Deceived and being deceived is, is what comes to mind. Reportedly called the list a total crock. Another Twitter employee, Aaron Rodericks, the company head of threat disruption, called the GEC's reports more entertainment than anything. The GEC has doubled their budget by aggressively overstating threats to unverified accusations that can't be even be replicated either by external academics or by Twitter, uh, Roderick said in an email that Taibbi published. So even some of the folks at Twitter were like, I don't know about this. The findings, however, were distributed to several main stink media outlets, my words, that published reports on foreign disinformation. In other words, they took it as gospel. The uh, talking heads, the cups of hair, if you will, on the main stink media outlets. And you wonder why I give them such a hard time, why I give the MSM such a hard time. Because they are just that ridiculous, just that uninformed, just that lazy, and are worried more about um, the highlights in their hair and the, the lighting effects in the studio than what they're reporting about. If you look at a lot of these talking heads on all of them, Fox, all of them, it's amazing how many of these people have zero journalism training. Zero. You know, they're, they're, they were radio DJ, they were an actress, an actor, something like that. More talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian talk that rocks next. This is Max McLean. God created all things by his word. How does the word have the power to create? Because his word is a person. Listen to the Bible from John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. From John 1, listen to the Bible. It's great for the soul. Hear more at RadioBible.org. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. You're listening to Christian Talk That Rocks. Press 1 for English. Numero 2 para Español. Now here's your host, Richie O. 
So the Twitter uh, censorship thing, that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg. And, and it seems like nobody's learned anything from all this busting out of the government censorship. It seems like uh, there's still some hard heads, some thick heads who haven't learned anything or they just really don't care. You have to come to a conclusion that there's some politicians who flat out just don't like the Constitution, refuse. Yeah, they, I know they, they swore no to it to get the gig, but they kept their fingers crossed like, yeah, 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 hurry up. I want the job. And they really didn't mean it. They really didn't mean it and never have and probably never will, sadly. They have no problem urinating on the Constitution every chance they get. Uh, it was written by a bunch of slave owners who were prancing around in wigs and uh, stockings and buckle shoes, um, all of them white. So therein, the whole thing is um, illegitimate from the beginning. So let's just trash the whole darn thing and let's start from scratch. That's their attitude. Listen, you, you think I'm kidding. That is the attitude of many people sitting in the halls of Congress right now. That this nation is illegitimate. I guess we need to go start by writing an apology. In their minds, we need to start by writing an apology letter to, uh, I guess, I don't know, uh, King Charles of England for being such disobedient subjects back in the late 1770s. I don't know. It's It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And there is one lawmaker in the Senate, been around for a long time, likes to wear his granny glasses on the tip of his nose. I think they're glued there. I I look at him sometimes, how those glasses even staying on the end of his nose? How how in the world does that even work? It looks like they'll they'll fall off any second, but I guess he glues them on. I don't know. I really don't. It's, It's like... Wait, they're going to fall off any second. He's going to talk and they're going to fall off. And they don't. They're just always there. Every time you see him, right there. Of course, I'm talking of one Chuck Schumer. One Chuck Schumer. And he's um, a very powerful senator in the Senate. Of course, he's demanding that Rupert Murdoch censor old Tucker Carlson, who now lives up in Maine, in, in a house in Maine, and broadcasts out of his barn. Did you know that? Yeah, being reported by Bob Unruh, World Net Daily, the results of the 2020 presidential election have been under challenge ever since, of course, they were tabulated. Some challengers and challenges like the January 6th riot at the Capitol were out of line. Of course, others continue to get attention through revelations about the events of that day. Some of those include the undoubted influence operation run by Mark Zuckerberg, uh, who handed out about, you know, 40, 40 million to folks to uh, vote for old Biden. Then, too, of course, the members... The coordinated suppression by legacy and social media of accurate reporting about the old Biden family scandalous international business dealings and, of course, on her Biden laptop. Subsequent poll had showed, many polls actually have showed that had Americans been more widely aware of Joe Biden's involvement, um, so many of them said that uh, they wouldn't have voted for him. And it's quite possible, we'll never know for sure, but it's quite possible that um, uh, Uncle Joe would have lost the election. Oh, we'll never know for sure. Some people say, oh, it's undoubtable. Well, I don't know. There was a lot of anger at the orange man, but, you, you know, whatever. People, uh, vision's always twenty twenty. Whatever the details, however, the issue apparently has some Democrats still terrified. That's evident from Senate leader Chuck Schumer's orders to Fox News chief Rupert Murdoch that he order Tucker Carlson and other Fox hosts to stop spreading the big lie. Uh, some have characterized any claims of uh, misbehavior in the 2020 election, which is supported by evidence in multiple instances, just a big lie. 
Comments from Schumer came after Murdoch's deposition testimony in a lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems. And by the way, I shared on this show a couple of weeks back where even the CEO of that voting um, machine company said that the products suck. <laughs> Those are his words. Against a network alleging its host defamed the company. Not, he didn't because, you know, well, I, I run the company, so I can say that, but you can't. Uh, alleging its host defamed the company by suggesting election failures by its machines. Murdoch said he probably could have reduced the number of comments about election fraud by the network's host, but didn't. Schumer said Rupert Murdoch could have stepped in, but chose not to. Representative Jeffries and I are demanding that he do what he should have done a long time ago. Order Tucker Carlson and the other host Fox News stop spreading the big law. You censored him. Or what? You, you're going to? You're going to order an IRS audit? See, when you get government types leaning in on an organization, a news organization, so you need to censor these guys. You need to pull their chain back. You need to tell them to stop saying that. Okay, again, it's censorship. It's a form of censorship. We're an attempt to censor anyway, which they know better. It's called the First Amendment. But again, Chuck Schumer, with his little granny glasses on the tip of his nose, could care less. Here's what kind of disturbs me. Is why, why do people keep voting this guy back into office, you know, year after year? He's been up there for how many decades? Why do people keep voting for Chuck Schumer over and over and over again when he urinates on the on their constitution and their constitutional rights unless they don't care? I don't know. What's going on? What's going on in New York State? What's going on where these people keep voting this guy back in office? Just cause, is it just because he's a Democrat? Well, we've been voting Democrat for 100 years here, so uh, he's one of our guys. Okay, even if he's wrong, even if he's could care less about the Constitution and his like pro censorship, which uh, again is a violation of the First Amendment when a government type does that. I don't know. Does there need to be some education in the state of New York, the great state of New York, on the Constitution? What are you teaching in the schools up there? Okay, this is attempted censorship. Period. Uh, that's even though his own party has a long establishment record of denying election results themselves, as I shared on a montage with you guys here oh, a few months back. Go back and listen to archives. And it said, as noted in your deposition released yesterday, Tucker Carlson, Sean Handy, Laura Ingram, and uh, the other Fox News personnel, you know, he all gang there, uh, knowingly, repeatedly, and dangerously endorsed and promoted the big lie that Donald Trump won the 2020 presidential election. Though you have acknowledged your regret in allowing this grave propaganda to take place, your network hosts continue to promote, skew, spew, and perpetrate election conspiracy theories to this day. Well, by simply saying that the Hunter Biden laptop thing is true, and that had it not been suppressed by the FBI and other politicians, especially in uh, Chuck Schumer's own party and news media and everything else, it might, who knows, we'll never know, might have made a difference in the election. That's somehow election denying. Guess I'm guilty of that too. They continue, we demand that you direct Tucker Carlson and other hosts. They continue, we demand, we demand. We demand, because we're senators, we're powerful, and we come down on you with everything. We demand that you direct Tucker Carlson, another host on your network, to stop. Quit, quit letting them say these things. We demand it. Well, you can demand it all day long. You don't have to do it. Because you don't have the right to, to uh, force it. 
You have the right to force the issue. It's called the First Amendment. It's called freedom of the press. That portion of the First Amendment known as freedom of the press. Freedom of speech, which it says shall not be abridged by who? The government. Okay? See, the, the Bill of Rights is a wall between you and the government. It's a barrier between you and the government across which they cannot step. It's a line. It's a bright line across which they are not allowed to step. Chucky e. Schumer seems to think that he can dance all over that line and cross it whenever he feels like. And you'd better obey. You'd better ob- obey Lord Schumer. Again, what is going on in New York that people keep voting for someone like that? See, this is the thing that, that blows my mind. This is the thing that bends my brain. Why do these guys keep getting voted in office when they behave this way? When they endanger, endanger your liberties. Now, the Bill of Rights doesn't give you your rights. It simply codifies or sort of grocery lists them, if you will. Your, your most, what our founding fathers believed were your most important liberties. Okay, as a citizen of this country. Not a subject. Remember, you're not a subject. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Much as they might want you to think they're sub- that you're subjects. You are a citizen. With our votes, more or less, we hire and fire these people. Why does the good state of New York keep rehiring this guy? I don't know. It's a good question to ask. But I want to share this with you to just show you that there is still, and continuing to be, and probably will be until there's more pushback, of government censorship. Of government types saying, we don't like it. Now, they've done that kind of since day one. I get that. You can go back in history, and John Adams got apoplectic about some things newspapers were saying about him, and he wanted to have a, you know an act to smash them we've seen this happen before where politicians have temper tantrums because they don't like things being reported about them in the press well you know if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen but whether you like what they say or not whether it's true or not things things that are just you know short of defamation and if you're a politician you're a public figure so good luck on that one uh they got a right to say it you like it or not back with more Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember to hire smart and bet on a vet. 
To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pastor robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. All right, from concerning to terrifying, depending on, I guess, your view of it, shifting gears here, federal debt. Federal debt, and we owe a ton of money. From concerning to terrifying, seven horrible milestones on the horizon for our bloated federal budgets. And this being reported by Preston Brashears of the Daily Signal. Our brashers of the Daily Signal. Threat is that America could, if we're not real careful, cease to be the nation that we've come to know. Um, Americans who have fallen deep into credit card debt or had to rely on high-interest payday loans probably can relate. As a borrower's debt mounts and his credit score is downgraded, well, it depends on how much, if you carry too much debt, yeah, you get downgraded. If you don't carry any debt, you also get downgraded. I found that out. Or very little debt. You, they punish you for that. you got to sort of be like in the middle <laughs> of too much and not enough debt. Anyway, uh, credit score is downgraded. Creditors demand higher and higher interest rates for additional lending. It's like you're gradually drifting down the river, and as you approach the rapids ahead, the current suddenly accelerates. The Congressional Budget Office's annual budget outlook shows that when it comes to the nation's finances, the current is starting to pick up, you think? The Budget Office, commonly known as the CBO, can't predict exactly how long we have before we hit the rapids or go over the falls, but the CBO report offers a clear warning that it's time to do the hard work of rowing back upstream. If the federal government keeps going with the flow, at some point we're in for a painful plunge in the form of catastrophic debt or financial crisis. And I have said this and said this and said this for several years on this broadcast, that this federal debt, (coughs) pardon me, This federal debt will crush us. It will cave in our economy if we are not very careful. And we're not being very careful, by the way, in my opinion. Look, here's the reality. Let me just give you reality. We're broke. Our federal government is living on borrowed credit. It's broke. It's been broke. All we're waiting for is the head of the Treasury Department to step out on the Treasury Department's steps and say, Ladies and gentlemen, people of America, we are broke. Thank you. Have a good day. That's all we're waiting for. We are broke. At any t- uh, when it becomes clear that the nation's debt is spiraling out of control with no plans at any time to turn things around, investors are eventually going to lose faith in the U.S. debt as a safe asset. Because debt is, these days, considered an asset, believe it or not. 
ever higher interest rates will be necessary to entice investors, drowning the nation's finances and the economy under a sea of debt. What follows are seven eye-popping, alarming budget milestones that the CBO says await us under the hopeful assumption that interest rates remain basically unchanged. This is over the next 30 years that the interest rates won't go up very much on the debt. Okay, if it just sort of stays flat, yeah, good luck on that. Now, since the start of the pandemic, the CBO's interest rate assumptions have been optimistic at best. Last year, the agency underestimated interest costs for fiscal year 2022 by $76 billion, that's with a B. If interest rates continue to spike, which they appear are going to, things will go south much more quickly than CBO's latest forecast suggests. 2023, the forecast interest payments jumped by 45%. One of the most troubling things about the latest Congressional Budget Office forecast on President Joe Biden's watch is how much the budget situation has actually deteriorated compared to last year's forecast released in May. Just uh, last year, the CBO projected that 2023 net interest payments would total about $442 billion. It's been less than a year, and now the CBO suspects that the annual interest payments for 2023 will be about $200 billion bucks higher at $640 billion. That 45% correction is mostly the result of rapidly rising interest rates since last year. Even if interest rates rise no further than they already have, which CBO optimistically forecasts, net interest payments would continue to soar. Because over time, a growing share of currently outstanding treasuries, securities sold by the federal government to investors, must be issued at the new high rates. Now, by 2026, Americans face across-the-board tax hikes. Congressional Budget Office assumes that the scheduled expiration of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act will occur and beginning January 1, 2026, presuming that uh, cutoff happens at that time. Americans across all income groups will face a multi-trillion dollar tax increase. Multi-trillion, not billion, gang. Trillion dollar tax increase. Tax rates would rise on individuals across the board. To make a difference how little or how much you make, everybody's going to feel that pain. And their standard deduction would be cut in half. Okay? The looming tax hike would be painful for American families who already are being squeezed economically, but it wouldn't meaningfully improve America's debt situation, unfortunately. Not going to help much. Our overspending would continue, plunging us toward a debt crisis, as the CBO milestones below uh, demonstrate. However, we'd enter the debt crisis more overtaxed and economically weakened. Now, in 2027, the debt's portion of GDP triples in 20 years. The Congressional Budget Office report also shows that the federal debt held by the public will rise to roughly 105% of gross domestic product in 2027. Okay, That means the debt will be about three times larger as a share of the economy than it was in 2007, when the debt-to-GDP ratio was a mere 35% of GDP. Over that 20-year period, yeah, a mere, right. Over that 20-year period, the debt will have grown about eight times faster than the economy. In fact, it'll overshadow, in other words, it'll overshadow the economy. We'll just have a debt economy, period. Now, by 2028, annual interest on debt hits $1 trillion, surpassing defense spending. Annual net interest payments, which totaled $352 billion with a B, in 2021 will soar to about $1 trillion in 2028. That's not according to the Congressional Budget Office. For the first time, the government will spend more on interest payments, a whopping 13% of federal outlays, than on the nation's defense. In fact, 
The government will spend more as a share of the overall economy on interest payments to service the debt, 3.1%, than was spent on the entire federal government a century before, which was 3%. By this point, here we go, Social Security, Medicare, and net interest will continue, will consume rather, will consume, 52% of federal outlays, leaving lawmakers with a difficult path to fiscal sustainability. Now, Medicare and Social Security, by 2032, maybe 2033, if nothing is done to fix either one of those, will become insolvent. That means they will just be broke. I mean, they already are, but I mean, there's, you know, ain't going to work. The Social Security, quote, trust fund, and believing that needs to be in quotation marks, will be fully depleted. It already kind of is, but there's big IOU in there. Fully depleted in 2032, according to the Congressional Budget Office. It'll be gone. It'll be gone. Once the Social Security trust fund is exhausted, if lawmakers do nothing, beneficiaries would face 23% across the board cuts in benefits. There probably more than that, to be honest. Similarly, CBO projects that Medicare Hospital Insurance Trust Fund will be exhausted by 2033. In separate forecasts, the trustees of the Social Security and Medicare Trust Funds estimate, did you know there were trustees of that? Estimate that the programs will reach insolvency uh, in 2034. That's for for the uh, Medicare portion. And 2028, that's for the social, social security portion, I believe. Let me look, double check that. Hold on. Let me double check that. Let me, let me check the wrong thing here. Uh, no, I got that backwards. So, yeah. So, uh, let, me, let, me, let me correct that. So, in 2034, at the latest, social security, eh, empty, gone, nada. And Medicare, by 2028, eh, empty, now, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If we keep going the direction that we're going, by 2046, 23 years from now, we will have a debt of $100 trillion. That's right, $100 trillion. Now, based on the CBC report, debt held by the public will pass the $200 trillion mark. I'm sorry, the $100 trillion mark. In uh, 2046, in nominal terms, that's more than four times the size of the current debt and roughly as large as the entire world's economy in 2022. I mean, these are staggering numbers to wrap your brain around. In 2053, each household share of debt will reach, if if nothing changes, one million bucks. You got a million dollars that you can write as a check? Of course, by then, one million bucks might be poverty level. <laughs> At the rate we're going with inflation, right? Oh, I found a great deal on ribeye steaks the other day, Paul. Where, where at? Oh, down over here at uh, at uh, J- Joe's Groceries. I only had to pay ten thousand dollars for a package of ribeyes. Wow, that's cheap. The Congressional Budget Office projects that the national debt will soar to one hundred and fifty-five trillion in 2053 putting the debt per household at a staggering over 1 million about 1.3 million now if america fail falls this far it would cease to be a nation federal outlays to say nothing of state and local government spending would exceed 30 percent of the economy in 2053 that according to the cbo imagine what your taxes would be to 
pay for all this. Oh, you'd be looking like 70%, 80% Social Security taxes. I mean, it'd be, I mean, you know, by the time you, t- they took everything out of your paycheck, you'd be sitting there with, uh, you know, $10. Our children and grandchildren would carry the unbearable burden of the debts we are laying at their feet with $6 trillion of annual interest payments on the debt. They would fall further and further behind as the national debt grows by $9 trillion per year and accelerates. CBO's budget outlook unmistakably shows... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are on an unsustainable path. Investors, whether domestic or foreign, can't be expected to buy up treasury securities to the tune of a million bucks per U.S. household. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. No national investors, let alone enough to cover a $155 trillion of debt, would consider treasury securities to be a sound investment unless they had sky-high interest rates to compensate for the risk. You want to know why China's buying up everything here they can? Because they know this day is coming where we're not going to be able to pay the bills. And they're going to go, well, we have the liens on your assets. And other nations as well that are buying things up. All right, you see, the, you see the long game China's playing here? Legally, whoever holds a lien on property or on companies or on a particular whatever asset, they control it. Okay? They control it. CBO's budget outlook unmistakably shows you're on an unsustainable path. Uh, the, the, uh, well, the United States, of course, is running up against its current statutory debt limit for the Treasury to go on accumulating debt beyond uh, this summer. Congress would have to approve a higher debt ceiling, or what I like to call a debt suggestion. They're not debt ceilings, they're suggestions. Before agreeing to an increase in the debt ceiling, the GOP-led House of Representatives, of course, wants to secure some spending cuts or budget reforms to begin the process of getting the nation's finances back on track. The White House has said it will accept only a clean debt ceiling increase with no spending cuts attached. Biden claims that conditioning the debt ceiling increase on spending reforms is reckless, saying I'm not going to get into the reckless threats that take the economy hostage in order to force an agenda that's going to only limit American workers and weaken us internationally. I think it couldn't be more backward. Since Biden took office in January 2021, lawmakers have brought us closer to the edge, setting us on a course to smash previous expectations for the budget deficit, about an incredible $6 trillion bucks over 10 years. $6 trillion, gang. Probably more than that. That's being conservative. That's if the interest rates stay the same and there's no wars and there's no calamities and no more pandemics and everything just stays the same. Yeah, right. Talk about reckless. Well, it's beyond reckless. It's idiotic. And, uh, 
short-sighted. One of these days, our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren will curse us. You know, a lot of people are tearing down, you know, statues of like uh, Confederate heroes and, and even Revolutionary War heroes and founding fathers and even those that were against slavery. And, they're, you know, they're even mad at Frederick Douglass, for heaven's sakes. Well, probably in another 15, 20, 30 years, they'll be tearing down statues of Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, <laughs> Ted Cruz, everybody. They gave us this debt that's killing us. Tear their statues down. They're greedy sons of guns. They're horrible people. Tear them all down. Where's that Barack Obama statue? He was part of it, too. Tear that thing down. Yeah. We've got more Christian, because, you know, tearing down statues fixes things, right? Uh, we got more Christian talk to rock straight ahead. Don't move. Are there some things about your life that you wish were different? Actually, it's not too late for a change. Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. I would like to give you at this moment the opportunity of changing the direction of your life, the eternal destiny of your life, and the condition of your life. And here's how you can do that. You can recognize honestly that you're a sinner, that you've sinned against God, and that you don't deserve anything. So the invitation is this, to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and acknowledge that you've never trusted him as your Savior. You've tried to do good, but the Bible states that that doesn't work. He says, by works of righteousness which you've done, no person's ever been saved. I want to invite you to invite Jesus Christ into your life, asking him to forgive you of your sins, surrendering yourself to him personally, and saying, Lord, I want you in my life. I want you to live your life in and through me. I need the forgiveness of my sins. I do want to go to heaven when I die, but I want my life to count now. And most of all, I want Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Learn more about how Jesus Christ can change the course of your life. Visit us at intouch.org. Nearly half of Dems, nearly half of Dems say Biden unfit for second term. I went on a rant and I stand by it a few days ago where it's time to pull the 25th Amendment and get the guy out of there. I know we're stuck with Kamala, but come on. I don't think she has quite the cognitive issues. I know she's got issues, but she doesn't have quite the uh, cognitive issues that Uncle Joe has. But nearly half of them say Biden fit for his second term. I think he's unfit for his first one. But a poll shows many concerned about mental abilities and agree he's too old. Being reported by Lorenzo Prieto, Daily Caller News Foundation, nearly half of likely Dems voters and majority Republican voters, no surprise there, Consider President Joe Biden not fit to run for a second term due to his age, as reported by Yahoo and YouGov polls. I don't think he's fit for, to serve this one out, but my opinion. Polls reveal that one out of seven likely voters, 68%, believe that Joe Biden is too old for another term as a president. Roughly 48% of Democrats, almost half, statistically it's about half, and 60% of Republicans, I'm surprised that's that low, 
agreed that Biden's age of 80 is an issue for re-election. And while 23 percent of Democrats said they were un, and those 23 percent of Democrats said, well, they weren't quite sure. Well, get sure. What is it going to take you to be sure? Overall, 12 percent of all participants agree that 80 is too old for any candidate to be president. I don't know about that. I mean, I know a lot of people that are in their early 80s. They're really sharp. Very sharp. That according to the poll. Uh, Biden is the oldest president, and if he were to win the 2024 re-election, he would be 82 at the beginning of the term and 86 at the end. Uh, surveyed independent voters, this is now independents, neither Republicans or Dems, 71%, 71% of independents consider 82 too old to start a new term as president. Now, this was a survey done of roughly 1,500 adults conducted between February 23rd and February 27th, shows how many participants are concerned about the mental and cognitive test with a total of 68% who are in favor of a mandatory mental competency test for politicians who are over 75 years of age with results released to the public, as reported the poll. Voters also expressed their favorability to elect former President Donald Trump over Biden if the presidential election were held today. In general, 45% of all voters are more in favor of Trump supported by 46% of independents, oops, and a strong 89% of Republicans. Biden has not yet formally declared to run for a second term. Well, he needs a side pretty soon, but has hinted on multiple occasions and intent to seek re-election, that according to the Nueva York Post. We'll see how, how that goes. Now, some are saying that Jill Biden is prodding him to do it. Some are saying that, no, that's not the case. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes on between them. I don't have privy to that information, and you don't either. But uh, I'm, I think he needs to, A, either resign or B, be pulled down by the 25th Amendment. But both parties are so politically, politically wired right now, hardwired, I think, for the most part. There are exceptions in both parties, but the vast majority of people in both parties are so hardwired at this point in time, I believe, to put party over country. To put party over uh, what, what in some cases, what's right. I think it's cruel in some ways. Let the man go on. I think it's just cruel. He's not running this country, gang. I don't know. Who, well, Ron Klain left. I don't know who is. A lot of people say Barack Obama's behind the the curtain pulling strings. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. But somebody's running things, and it's not really Uncle Joe. He doesn't know where he is a lot of the time. And he's got to be led by the hand like a four-year-old toddler. And he, he says crazy junk and does crazy junk. <clears throat> now, he has a lot of his life, true. He's been a big gap machine. We know that. But now it's, it's like it's on steroids. And again, he's exhibiting. I'm no doctor, but he's exhibiting things I saw family members who succumbed to Alzheimer's go through. Several of them, actually. Makes me a little nervous because I'm wondering if the thing's hereditary or contagious. You, you catch it by contagion like the flu. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But I've watched the tragedy and heartache of that. I've experienced it and felt it. And it's horrible. It's horrible. My heart goes out to Jill and the rest of the, the Biden gang in that regard. To sit there and watch a loved one deteriorate right before your eyes just just come apart 
not know certain things, make up stuff, make up crazy stories. That's all part of the symptoms, by the way. Of course, Joe Biden's been, you know, he's been making up stories for a long time. Again, some of this is like, well, this is Joe. But whatever it is he's dealing with, whether it's Alzheimer's, some sort of dementia, just good old-fashioned senility because he's 80 years old. I don't know what it is, but something is wrong upstairs. Something's wrong in the brain. Something medically is wrong. Something's off. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But something's off. Way off. And anybody else who's been studying this guy or watching this guy, even casually, has got to recognize there's something wrong with the guy. I mean, unless you're just in full tilt denial about it. You just don't want to see it. But it's there. And it seems to be, to me, getting worse, getting untenable. And I, I, I'm actually surprised in some way, well, I'm not, but in some ways I'm surprised it's gone on this long. But I think to keep him in office is tantamount at this point to cruelty. It's tantamount to pretty much elder abuse. It's time to call it a day. I mean, he's a lame duck president anyway. So would Kamala if she became a VP. There's not too much damage she could do. Maybe a little bit. But it's it's time for the sake of the functioning of our nation and our government to get him out of there. Get him out of there. It's the kind thing to do. It's the generous thing to do. Because I think to allow the man to linger... It's not only potentially uh, disastrous for all of us, it's cruelty to him. It's cruelty to him. And for those who sing Joe Biden's praises and who love Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, all that, well, if you really do, then get him out of the office. Encourage him to either resign, step down, or pull the 25th Amendment, one or the other. Get him out of there. It's just, it's, it's becoming embarrassing and cruel to watch. I mean, I cringe for the guy. I feel bad for him. I really do. And I'm not saying this to be mean. I, I'm really not. Because, again, I've watched loved ones go through this. It's, it's horrible. It's tragic. It's one of the worst things that can happen to you. You know, just lose your, your mind, your memories, your thoughts. Who is this? You don't even recognize your loved ones anymore. You get confused. Who are you? It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And to just allow him to continue in this position, he's not getting better. He's getting worse. It's time to let the guy go. And, and yeah, there's I, I, whether he runs again or not, I, I, I hope the DNC had, well, who knows. I hope the DNC has enough sense that if, if the guy does throw his hat in the ring, not to nominate him. Not to nominate him. We'll see. On that note, got to know. Got to go. Uh, be sure to uh, check out the websites, ChristianTalkThatRocks.netter.com. Also, be sure to take care of yourselves. Take care of those that you love. And remember, God is love. See you next time.